We are so glad you decided to join us today for our Compelled podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you. We would love for you to message us on social media and connect through our website at compelled316.com. Now let's get started. Bob Morrison is here to get us thinking about what it means to live a compelled life. Hey gang, hope your week's going well. I want to talk to you a little bit about the recipe that we use for the life we live. I know it sounds a little crazy, right? But I'm going to say some things and I want to see if it pops an image into your head like it does to me. And for me, I want to say the Florida Keys. And when I think about the Keys, I think about that tranquil blue water all around me, beautiful sand, the sun on my skin, tropical smells everywhere, the music, that beach music, reggae music, little Bob Marley playing. Man, it takes me there, you know? All of it's part of it. And I think about Key West and about those crazy cats that are walking around down there. Uh, some of the locals call them polydees, means uh, polydactyl. It's a cat with six toes. Supposedly, Hemingway's cat was a polydactyl cat. And then all the other cats that had the six toes said they had to be, uh, the experts say they have to be a direct descendant somehow to Hemingway's cat. So, uh, yeah, you see all these crazy six-toed cats in Key West. And you see all the little uh, cabanas and hurricane shutters hanging on the house that uh, wild colors that turquoise and greens and blues and uh, man there's just something about the keys that just takes me away every little bit of it is part of that recipe that says yeah yeah I want to be a part of that so when I think about how you and I are doing life there's times when you encounter new people. It's going to happen. Uh, You know, let's just say, for example, uh, it's no different than when you're in school. Uh, Maybe you're in high school and a new kid comes to school and you start having a conversation with them and you say, yep, I like this dude. We kind of agree on some stuff and you start hanging out and before you know it, they become your bestie. And your bestie says, well, you know what? I think the thing that helps me in life is to be able to go and get high or I love to go shoplift and you find yourself being sucked in to a life pattern that really isn't the life that you want to lead. I mean, I think you remember I was telling you that I got some time to sit in uh, in a prison and visit with a guy who... Uh, basically was this awesome kid and we're going to call him Anthony and Anthony was from the inner city and Anthony was you know raised in a church family but he never really connected and there was a point in his life you know he just said uh, he was just telling me this and I didn't ask him I just said you know you tell me what you want you tell me your story and he said man I don't know what happened. He said, you know, my parents, they took me to church. Uh, He said, my uncle pastored, told me about God, told me about Jesus. But he said, I just never felt like I was connected. 
It never felt real for me. And he said, you know, uh, there are kids running the street and a lot of them are basically thugs. They're gangs. And somehow he said, I started hanging out with one of them and then he takes me to meet two more. And then my Friday nights, I'm hanging out with those guys. And then pretty much every night I'm hanging out. Don't really care about school. Don't really care about doing what my mom wants me to do. Um, they made me feel like I mattered. This gang made me feel like I mattered. And he said, so when the gang says, hey, we're going to go do this, we're going to go steal a bottle of wine off the shelf and uh, sit in the alley and drink it, it just seemed like, okay, that's what I'll do. And he said, we were always trying to figure out how we're going to make some money. And one of the things was to be initiated into that gang uh, as you climb up the, to leadership in the gang, you made some money more than the other gang members. And he said, one day they told me, hey, you know, we think we can give you like your own gang. You, you'll be the leader of this group if you want it. All you got to do is say, yeah, I want it. And he says, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, cool. That's what I want to do. Uh, this is my family. They, they care about me. So I said to them, what do I have to do? And they told him, uh, hey, you're going to need to take this gun and you're going to go into this neighborhood and you're going to need to let them know that our gang runs that neighborhood. So you're going to have to go down there and pop off a couple shots and then we're going to drive away. We just want you to shoot at somebody to let them know that we're this tough gang, right? So he goes into the neighborhood, they give him the gun. He just jumps out of the car, points the gun up at some apartment complex, fires off a couple shots. But what he didn't realize, he did hit somebody. He hit a guy that was a father of three kids. And the guy was coming home from work and he shot him. And the guy died right there outside of his own apartment building, never to see his kids again. And you know, Anthony's just like having this conversation with me about how this all went down and he's shaking his head and he said, I don't know, man. He goes, I, I don't know how I got here. I don't know what it was that caused me to say it was okay to get a gun and just go out and just shoot randomly someone that didn't deserve to be shot, definitely didn't deserve to die. And he said, it's like, it just kept being little pieces, you know? Each time another gang member would come into that crowd and say, yeah, this is what we do, this is how we behave, until he bought into it. And I kind of think we do that just in our daily life, uh, whether it's family members or friends that you know, you kind of line up with people who agree with you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there'll be somebody that says, yeah, I think it's cool that uh, we just hang out on Friday nights. And you go, yeah, me too. Let's do that. And then they say, hey, instead of just hanging out, let's, uh, let's go get a bottle. Let's throw down some booze. Let's get lit up. And let's go drive the country roads. And you say, okay, yeah, all right, I'll ride. Or worse, you say, I'll drive. And extreme things take place and something bad happens. But it didn't happen overnight. 
you know, it happens as you build that relationship. And it's kind of like someone slowly puts into you and that recipe is, uh, I'm going to neglect my day-to-day stuff. I'm going to neglect doing what's right. I'm going to neglect listening to that little voice inside me that says, this really isn't where I want to be. And I think it just allows us to tune out all of that because we're, we're having fun and we're laughing it up with somebody and we think, oh, this is cool. Yeah, I want to be with them. And they agree with me and we share the same attitudes about different things in politics or maybe religion or we listen to the same music. What's really crazy is when you watch it from a distance, you know, I watch a friend who somebody that I just know is just rock solid, has the ability to just really be something amazing for God. But they get hurt by the church and they say, hey, I'm not going to church. I'm just going to stay home because I can worship God anywhere. Okay, cool. Yeah, you can stay home and worship God. And then somewhere in all of that, somebody else says, well, I'm not going to go to church. I'm going to go hang out with you as well. And you think, wow, you know, that almost satisfies the rationale. It makes you feel like, yeah, it's okay. Somebody agrees with me. And before long, three or four people are hanging out and we're all saying, yeah, yeah, that's cool. We really don't need the church and we really don't need to listen to worship music. We really don't need to read the Bible. We really don't need to be all these things that separates us from the rest of the world. And it's kind of interesting because Jesus was really clear. He said, hey, be careful who you hang out with or you'll become just like them. And everybody always goes, yeah, yeah, that'll never happen to me. That That's not who I am. That's not what I'll do. But the reality is it's very subtle and it's very secret. It's the recipe for destruction. I don't know about you, but I don't get up and say my full intention is to be a mess or my full intention is to be broken or my full intention is to turn my back on the one true God that made the me and the world I live in. I just think something happens to us and, and it slowly overtakes us and we struggle with figuring it out. Anthony didn't wake up one day and just say, hey, I'm going to go shoot some dude and kill him so I can sit in a prison cell for the rest of my life. That's not who we are. It just creeps up on us. And I wonder what your recipe is right now. I wonder what you're putting into your life on a daily basis. I mean, maybe you've got a partner, a spouse that says, ah, you know what? We don't need all that church stuff. We don't, we don't need to be talking about God every day. Um, we definitely don't need to be going to a Bible study and we're not going to go to church and please turn that worship music off. And as you slowly take away those things that are meant to empower you and to build you up and to make you a Jesus follower, as you slowly get rid of all those things, one day you just wake up and you go, you know what? I'm not a Jesus follower. I'm not even close. And life has a lot more pain and life has a lot more brokenness in it when you stop following Jesus. I meet people all the time. They just tell me, man, every day is a struggle. Every day hurts. 
Every day I'm lost. Every day I'm addicted. Every day I'm broken. And I just have to go, okay, all right. I feel you. I hope that it gets better for you. I'll pray. But the reality of it is, until they say, man, I want to make a difference. I want to make a change. I don't want to be this person anymore. You can't do it for them. You can't make someone go read the Bible and you certainly can't make someone follow Jesus. But you can make the person in the mirror do it. And when you do that, the people around you in your circle, something weird's going to happen. They're either going to say, oh, wow. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with that. And they might disappear out of your life. Or they might say, okay, I see where you're headed with this. Um, yeah, maybe I will, man. Maybe I'll hang out and listen to what you're reading in the Bible. Or, yeah, let's, that's cool. Just leave the worship music on. Let's listen to it and figure out what it means. Yeah, I'll ride with you to that Bible study. All right, cool. Yeah, man, let's do it. Let's just go to a church and we'll see past all the phony people. And we'll see past all the traditional dressy stuff that church claims is of God, but it's not. And maybe, just maybe, you can lead yourself and maybe lead your friends or family back to Jesus. It's all in the recipe. It's all how you mix it up. And so many people tell me, yeah, that's not me. I'm not doing that. But when you sit them down and you go, when's the last time you really had a heart to heart with God? When is the last time that you just said, let's just crank up the worship music and let's just worship Jesus? Yeah. And before long, you realize you haven't for a long, long time. You've stepped away from everything that made you this amazing, light-filled person. And now you feel like an empty, hollow shell that's just going through the motions, struggling with every possible conflict and pain and nowhere to turn. And all of that comes just from taking away the light of Jesus. I know. I know, man. Maybe that's not you. Maybe maybe you're not grasping any of that. But there's somebody out there that's going, yep, that's exactly what I'm doing. I don't think that's who we're intended to be. We're not intended to be hollow and broken. We're intended to be filled with light and joy. And we're supposed to find the good in all of our situations so that other people experience it too. I don't know how that's going to come for you and I don't know where it's going to come, but I'm praying that it does. I don't want you to get up every day and struggle through it. I want you to get up every day with a bounce in your step. I want you to look in the mirror and smile and say, yes, yes, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. So this is Bob Morrison, man, and I'm just praying that you figure out the recipe Go out there and shine. Be the light to those around you. And I'll see you somewhere out there. We are truly thankful you chose to spend some time with us here at Compelled. If you enjoyed today's message, we encourage you to like it, share it on social media, and check out our website, compelled316.com. 
God bless you, and we hope you have an amazing day. We'll see you somewhere out there.